0: Psalms chapter 27, where I want to go is verse 4, but let's go ahead and start in verse 1. I tell you all what, Psalms 27 is one of my favorite, and I can't hardly turn to Psalms 27 without wanting to read all of the first two or three verses there, too. So, <clears throat> I want you all to, as we read this, I want you to really listen to these words and understand what David was saying here. I know you found yourself in these kind of situations before. You know, there was a lot of times David just spent by himself. He, he had nothing because everybody was against him. He was under attack. And I mean, he, he leaned on God during those times. And, and you can see that in these words here. Let's start reading in verse 1. It says, The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? When the wicked, even mine enemies and my foes, came upon me to eat up my flesh, they stumbled and fell. Though an host should encamp against me, my heart shall not fear. Though war should rise against me, in this will I be confident. Now look in verse 4. One thing have I desired of the Lord, That will I seek after, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, to behold the beauty of the Lord and to inquire in His temple. For in the time of trouble He shall hide me in His pavilion, in the secret of His tabernacle shall He hide me. He shall set me upon a rock, and now shall mine head be lifted up above mine enemies. Round about me therefore will I offer In this tabernacle, sacrifices of joy. I will sing, yea, I will sing praises unto the Lord. Man, I tell you what, David understood something about having God on his side, didn't he? In the midst of trouble, what did he say? He said, I'm going to sing praises to my Lord. But look in verse 4. This is where I want to focus today. It says, One thing have I desired of the Lord, and that will I seek after. Now, I want you to think about your own life today. I want you to examine yourself real quick and say if there was one thing that you could ask of God and get it, what would it be? You see, David had thought about it and the thing he wanted the most was to spend time in the house of God. You know, when you find yourself in a a dark cave out in the middle of the desert somewhere, spending some time in the house of God sounds mighty good, don't it? What did David see about the house of God that was so appealing? He saw a place of refuge. He saw a place that he could feel safe and protected. But that's not what I want to talk about. That first phrase there, he says, One thing have I asked of God, and that will I seek after. You see, it's this kind of desire. He said he desired it of God. I talked to you all last week about desire. I'm going to talk to you again. Because you need desire. Amen. I tell you what, if there's nothing else you ever learn from me, it's that you need to have desire in your relationship with God. Nothing that you ever get from God will come just because you think it'd be a nice thing. No, you're going to have to desire it. David said there was one thing he desired, and that's what he was going to seek after. You see, we want a lot of things a lot of times. But won't is not what David was talking about. David said there was one thing he desired. I want you all to understand what it was David was talking about here. He, he had a great desire in his heart to be in the house of God. Now, you may not have the same desire. I'm not trying to tell you you should. But there ought to be something in you today that says, you know what, I'm missing something. And I desire something from God. That's the thing you need to spend all your time in prayer looking for. You see, this this is a a lesson in diligence today. You know, we a lot of times get caught up in these little measly prayers sometimes that just say, oh God, if you just do this, that'd be great. God, I want you to do this or God, I want you to do that. And then five minutes later, you don't remember what it is you prayed about. You see that desire's missing. You see, but David understood what it meant to desire something from God, and he understood that, that receiving that thing doesn't come about just by asking and forgetting. You see, he knew he had to seek God. To see, I saw the other day a sign that said it was on the Pentecostal church, and whether you agree with it or not, is beside the point, but it said, PUSH. And it had little dots behind each letter, meaning it's an acronym. And then below that it said, PRAY UNTIL SOMETHING HAPPENS. PRAY UNTIL SOMETHING HAPPENS. And that speaks volumes about what David was trying to tell you in this verse. You see, if you look at the earlier verses there... You'll see David was always under attack. He had enemies around him all the time. He was always watching his back. Not only was it for people that were from other countries, it was for people from his own country. Saul was out to get him. There was people that didn't want David to prosper, but yet he prospered nonetheless. In the desert, where there's nothing, he prospered. He still was able to acquire things. He was still able to do good. Why is that? Because God was on his side. He was anointed of God. But do you think for a minute that David didn't have to pray and ask God for anything? No. He spent most of his time in prayer. Most of the songs that he wrote was prayer. You see, it may have come across in the form of music or poetry or whatever, but it was prayer nonetheless. When he had something on his mind, he prayed and he prayed and he prayed until he saw something happen. And you know, this doesn't mean that you can go to God and just get everything you want. It may mean that the something that happens is God telling you No. But you know what, there's been many times in the Bible, and I'm not encouraging you to do this, because I think when God tells you no, it's because He knows what the best thing for you is. But there's been many times in the Bible you'll see that people kept going to God and going to God, and the answer was no, but all of a sudden the answer changed. Because he got tired of dealing with them and said, Okay, but you see there's great desire there. Y'all understand what I'm telling you? You see, we can live our lives however we want to. You can find your joy in whatever you want to find it in. You can turn to whoever you want to turn to to get your your problems answered. But what I'm trying to tell you today is that if you want God to help you in your life, you want God to intervene in situations, it takes desire. Otherwise, he says, why would I bother? Because you don't really want it. I want some of you to think for a minute. You see, I don't know who it is. But one other thing God showed me this morning is that there's somebody here today that he's been dealing with. Now look, I'm not a fortune teller. I'm not going to try to speak in in vague terms so that it applies to everybody. But there's somebody here today that that God has put a work in your thoughts. He he wants you to do something. He has a plan for you and he, He wants you to accept this call He's put on you, whatever it may be. Well, I want you to know that the only way you're going to see peace in your life. First of all, it's to surrender to the call of God. But second of all, maybe you already have surrendered, but you just don't know where to go. You don't know how to get this thing moving. I'm going to tell you, it takes great desire. That desire has to be to please God. See, when you have a desire in your heart to do nothing but please God, Everything else falls in line. See, my primary concern ought to be pleasing God. And when it becomes a big enough concern to me that it becomes desire, and those other things are replaced in my life as far as priority, that desire begins to grow. And you see, when you start getting a little taste of what it means to please God, the things that come out of that Your desire is going to increase. Now, I want you all to understand today that there is no greater blessing than when you are serving God to the extent He wants you to do it. You know, you can live your life however you want to, like I said. But when God has put a call on your life, He has ordained something for you to do. You won't find any greater pleasure in your life until you are doing your best to fulfill that call. It takes desire. David understood that. You see, David was anointed at a young age to become the king. What was it that led David to uh, seek God the way he did? Man, I don't know. must have been good teaching when he was young. It must have been good upbringing. It must have been something that... God showed him that revealed himself to him and and he got an understanding of what it meant to want to serve God. You see God said David was a man after my own heart. What does that mean? You ever thought about that? Does that mean David was just like God? No. Hey, look at all the vile things David did. He was a warrior man. He he committed adultery, he murdered some guy because of the adultery. He was a he was a heathen. <laughs> And for all intents and purposes. What did he say? He said, one thing I desire from God, I'm going to seek after it. You see, that's what God was talking about, is is the, the attitude David had in trying to serve God. Everything else was second. His primary goal was seeking after God and finding what it was he had for him. I'm going to read some more scripture to you. Look in verse 7. Hear, O Lord, when I cry with my voice, have mercy also upon me and answer me. Man, he's crying out to God, he's saying, God, answer me. Y'all ever been that desperate? Man, I don't know about some of y'all. I don't know if you've been there. You ever cried out to God and said, God, I need you to tell me something. Don't you see where I am? Tell me something. Verse 8, When thou said, Seek ye my face, my heart said unto thee, Thy face, Lord, will I seek. You see, that's obedience. God said, Seek my face. What does that mean? It means find out what it is I want you to do. Find out what it means to be God. Understand who I am. He said, When you told me to do that, that's what I did. That's what I said I'm going to do is is, is find what you have for me. Do y'all understand that God says the same thing to each one of us? His desire is for you to know more about Him. His desire is for you to learn everything you can. It may be through reading the Bible, but I guarantee you the number one way is to spend some time talking to Him. You know, you can't find anything out about anybody for real until you talk to them. Man, you can... You know, some of us have all these idols and heroes, sports players, whatever, and you can know every stat. You can know when they was born. You can know who their mama and daddy was, where they come from. But you ain't going to know nothing about that person and how their character is until you talk to them. Somebody can tell you, oh, he's a nice guy. But that don't mean anything until you find out for yourself. The first time the guy crosses you, you may have second thoughts. Just because somebody said he's a nice guy don't mean anything. But you spend some time in prayer with God, you're going to find out a little bit about Him. Yeah. Now, y'all, y'all may be happy where you are. Man, I'm getting tired of preaching this. Y'all need to change. <laughs> <coughs> you may be happy where you are. Y'all listen now. Look, I'm going to be as dead serious as I can be right now. You can stay where you're at but I'm going to promise you, you're missing out. You're missing the biggest blessing you ever had because you lack desire. You're happy with things of this world, but I'm going to tell you, those things are going to pass away. Those things, the minute you drive a car off the lot, it loses value, but it ain't just that. The minute it gets rolled off the assembly line, it starts to decay. Things of this world mean nothing when it comes to eternity. This war, this time that you spend here is just a, a vapor blowing in the wind. Amen. Nothing. But when you begin to desire God, listen, I can't, I can't put it in you. I can't put desire in you. You've got to get desperate. Amen. You parents that pull your kids out of jams, you're making a mistake. Because see, when they don't have anything to fear, they have no reason to desire God. You let them get in trouble for a little bit. Let them get down to the point of despair. I don't care if they hit rock bottom, because listen, when they hit rock bottom, they don't have nothing to do but look to God. When they got nobody else, you you teach them. You bring them up the way they ought to go, and you let them go. They'll make the decision to come back if you let them. They'll make the decision. The Word won't return void. What does that mean? Y'all ever thought about that? You put the Word in your kids. You'll get something back from it. It'll return something to you. David understood about desire, guys. Verse 9, Hide not thy face far from me, Put not thy servant away in anger. Thou hast been my help; leave me not. See, David felt alone. Man, I tell you what. There's been times I prayed and I just felt like felt like just God wasn't even listening. I'm, I remember saying before God, "Don't you even care about me? God, do you still love me? I know I've done wrong, but do you still hear me?" That's what David was saying. He's like, God, don't leave me. Don't forsake me. And then he tries to woo God a little bit. He says, oh God of my salvation. (laughs) See, he's, he's reminding God, look God, you saved me. Now don't leave me. When my father and my mother forsake me, then the Lord will take me up. Teach me thy way, O Lord. When was the last time you prayed that? Oh, man, that might sting a little bit. When's the last time you prayed, God, teach me, show me, guide me? See, some of us don't want to pray that because that means you've got to change. Did y'all hear me? The hardest part of applying this Word to your life is change. Look, I'm not looking down on any of y'all today. Man, I've got so much change I need to do right now. It ain't even funny. But I look back at the things I changed because I was obedient to the Word, and man, there ain't nothing but blessings that come from it. you understand that? I don't know what's in your life right now. You do. And if you try to act like you don't, you're lying to yourself. You know what's in your heart. You know what kind of stuff you hide from your, your spouse or your family. You know what's in there. Teach me thy way, O Lord. Lead me in a plain path because of mine enemies. Deliver me not over to the will of my enemies, for false witnesses are risen up against me as such as breathe out cruelty. I had fainted unless I believed to see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Wait on the Lord. Did y'all hear? Wait on the Lord. Be of good courage, and he shall strengthen thine heart. Wait, I say, on the Lord. Man, I'm going to tell you all what, I don't have to say a whole lot more after you read Psalms 27. Isn't it amazing when the Word of God preaches for itself? Wait on the Lord. You see, David understood about desire. He knew what it meant to go to God and say, God, I need this. God, give it to me. God, do this for me but he also understood what it took. What went along with that desire was waiting on the Lord. You see, I don't understand everything about God. The Word says His ways are higher than our ways. And you know, a lot of times I just have to dismiss it as that. His ways are higher than mine. I can't comprehend it. But I understand this much. I know that there are times that God does not immediately answer your prayer. And that because of your great desire, because of your diligence in prayer, because you keep praying until something happens, God will begin to move in your life after a while. But you see, it takes one full key part, waiting on the Lord. There's another scripture that says, Be still and know that I am God. Some of y'all need to be still in your mind right now and know that God is in control. Man, we get ahead of ourselves, much less ahead of God all the time. We start thinking, okay, well, this is the best thing for me. This is what I'm gonna do. Before you even stop to think about, it, I need to consult God on this. Before you ever even stop and think about, it, maybe I ought to wait on God for a minute and see what's gonna happen. You know, people try to get me to make decisions sometimes. <clears throat> and I'll say something like, Well. I'll pray about it. And they say, what do you need to pray about? Ain't the decision obvious? Well, no, it's not. Because I'm going to wait on God. You see, God may reveal something to me I hadn't thought of yet. See, the desires of your heart are important to God. That don't mean He's going to give you everything. But the Word does tell you that He will give you the desires of your heart. He didn't say wants. Okay, He said desires. Y'all understand something about desire? Man, I hope you do. Because you see, <clears throat> the way God moves is based on your desire. Man, i go, when I was a kid, I'd go to my dad and I'd say, Daddy, will you give me some money? you know, every Monday morning, my mom went shopping for groceries. And before I was in school, I'd go with her. Every Monday, we went to town. So I would go to my daddy and I would say, can I have some money? And he knew what my intentions were. I was going to town. I wanted to buy something. And, you know, sometimes he would give me money. Sometimes he wouldn't. But the thing is, Sometimes I would hound him. I said, "Daddy, I want—I want this gun." And, you know, there'd be like some cap gun I wanted, or, or something like that. Something I had saw in the store that I just thought I had to have. And you know, sometimes after after pleading with him and telling him, I, "Man, I would look—I had it down." I would even explain to him all of the neat little features that this thing had. <laughs> look, this ain't like regular cap guns. This is like this is one of them kind where you got the little cartridges you put in it and and you can re- reload it real, i had it all down man but you see sometimes it wasn't that he didn't have the money sometimes it was the desire he saw he would just he'd go ahead and give it to me it didn't hurt me either way some people think it's silly to pray whether you ought to buy a car or not some people think it's silly to trouble god with Those little things. But do y'all understand that when you go to God, He's just like your earthly Father. You go to God and and God kind of gets this inkling that you've got a great desire for this. You know, sometimes He'll just give it to you? You see, the Word tells me that God is good and His mercy endures forever. It tells me that He is great and greatly to be praised. Look, that is your Father. That's your Father. So, back to the first question I asked you today. If you had one thing that you could go to God and say, God, this is what I want, and he give it to you, what would it be? What would it be? Would it be a new car? Would it be a new house? New clothes? Food on the table? What? What would it be? I'm not telling you any of that's wrong. Guys, I prayed for new cars and I've got them. I'm not telling you it's wrong to ask God for things. What I'm telling you is where's your desire? The one thing that you went to God and asked him for, I know all of you, as soon as I said that, there was something that came into your mind. Some of you may have to sit there and think a little bit. I don't know. If you're like me, you got more than you could really know what to do with and you kind of have to struggle sometimes to think of what to tell somebody to get you. Isn't that a shame? But if there's one thing you could ask God for, look, man, I know what I'd ask Him for. I know what I'd ask Him for. It's just right there. As soon as 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 somebody asks me, I know what it'd be because there's desire for it. See, there's a difference in wanting something and making up a Christmas list. You know, my kids can, just like I did when I was a kid, they'll go through a catalog, check off everything they want, draw big circles around it, break out the highlighters, whatever it takes. They'll find the whole book will be covered up with stuff. But you know what? If they didn't get one single thing out of the catalog and they got something else, it wouldn't matter because it's stuff they want, not desire. But see, when there's desire, man, immediately, it comes to my mind. I know what it is I want from God. If you don't know that today, there's something wrong. Okay, there's something missing. If you don't have that desire, if there's not something you could ask God for today, if God come before you and said, "What do you want?" and you stood there and said, "Well, um, hmm, let me think. Can I get back with you?" See, if you if you did that, there's something wrong. Okay. You need to figure out what it is. I can't do it for you. I can't change anything about you. But you need to be seeking God. David said, You said, Seek my face. And I said, I will seek your face. You need to be seeking God. You need to look to God and say, God, what do you want me to do? God, what do you need me to do? God, what can I do? see, that's the beginning of the kind of attitude you've got to have in order to be pleasing to God. You won't find joy if you're not pleasing to God. You won't find peace if you're not pleasing to God. The only way to be pleasing to God is, number one, be covered by the blood of Jesus. Number two, to try to do His will, seek His face, and desire something from Him.